SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Wednesday, August 10th. Yours truly sitting in for the next uh, 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Well, boys in Vegas making it tougher. Open parlays go up in smoke. Will Browns games be on the up and up? Uh, good news, bad news for Red Sox fans. Another day at the office for Otani. Big blow at Wake Forest. Uh, big words from Goodell. Hey, can I borrow your phone? Uh, one more reason to bet against the L.A. Rams. The crumbling of the Jets has begun. Beast mode being beast mode and uh, Saban being Saban. We get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course, opposite picks all coming up on the fastest hour on Sports Grid Radio. Uh, you heard there a little bit from uh, Roger Goodell on the Deshaun Watson situation, and then Bally Sports uh, San Diego with the Manny Machado uh, three-run homer as uh, they beat the Giants last night, 7-4. Uh, to four. So, what's going on, LLs? Loyal listeners, how are you on this uh, Wednesday morning? Beautiful day so far here on Long Island. Busy, busy day. You heard the rundown. A lot of stuff to get to. We'll zip through it as fast and as best as we possibly can. Start with a little baseball stuff from last night. Late, late, late into the uh, wee hours. Seattle beat the Stankies one to nothing in 13 innings. More scoring opportunities for both teams. More bumbling, stumbling plays. Just awful baseball. Uh, you know, you want to show a little league team how not to play. This is the game that you would show them. But in the end, good news for Red Sox fans as Seattle beat the Stankies one to nothing. And as you heard, maybe our update guy say they now lost six in their last seven. They are in trouble. I thought for sure they were going to win last night after winning Monday night. But you know what? Not the case. They're not going to blow the lead uh, to run losing again you know they're leaving the door open I must say they are leaving the door open for the Blue Jays or Devil Dogs to kind of approach the Stags but neither one of those two teams both losing yesterday both blowing opportunities to make uh, put a little scare into the Stankies but still they are losing and maybe that's the good thing because uh, the big picture is that we don't want them to have home field advantage against Houston uh, come uh, ALCS time so Houston did win yesterday Otani pitched yesterday hits a home run and wins listen I think the uh, you can never say it's over <coughs> But the race for MVP, excuse me, there is pretty much done. You know, unless something crazy happens with Judge, he's going to win it. He's going to end up with 60 plus home runs. Uh, and the Angels are just so, so bad. And, and you know, the Otani story, while good as it is, you know, I think it's getting a little old, but it is phenomenal. I mean, the guy hits another home run. You know, becomes second most Japanese player home runs. Oh, he gets ten wins now. He's ten and seven, ERA under three. As uh, the Angels win five to one, the story just never ends with this guy. I must say, it is amazing. Rockies beat up the Cardinals. A little surprised with that one, 16 to five, as uh, St. Louis had their seven-game win streak snapped. I mentioned that Texas or uh, Houston beat the, the Rangers seven to five as uh, they continue along. They got Verlander on the hill, which we'll get to uh, later on. Dodgers continue to win. 10-3 last night, beat the Twinkies. Now 20 and two, uh, three. 20 and three with two of those losses coming against the uh, Washington Nationals. 
You know, the arguably the worst team in baseball. Go figure. Go figure, right? I mean, even against Joe Ryan, who is a halfway decent pitcher, in a blink of an eye, it was five to one ball game over. And what a what a machine. 76 and 33. Uh, you know, they're making a mockery even for the race for the best record as the Astros have 71 wins and Stankies have 70 wins. The Dodgers have 76. So they're going to more than likely going to have home field advantage throughout the postseason. Does it equate to a World Series win? I don't know. But uh, they're going to be obviously a tough out as well. And this is when, listen, they're going to lose games. This as a better is when you just you don't even think about it. Just don't even think about like not playing them or playing hunches or anything along those lines. You just keep pounding. Keep pounding away. Uh, Braves win last night. Good news for Stanky fan, for, for Red Sox fans is the Stankies lost. Uh, the bad news is the Red Sox lost as well. 11 innings, 9 to 7. I told you before I went on break. Socks are done. Uh, they're going to end up, you know, not re-signing some of these players. And I don't know why, you know, Bogart's being in particular. Devers, they have one more year left of arbitration eligibility for him. But Bogart's is going to opt out of his contract, and he's going to walk away. They're not going to get anything for him. They're not making a postseason. Uh, the postseason is done. This team, the pitching staff is just atrocious. Just, just, just absolutely atrocious uh, there's just no reason now it's sail out for the rest of the season not that i didn't think he was going to come back anyway but red sox now five games back of the final playoff spot and they have to overtake one two three four five teams it's not happening not happening folks uh our open parlays didn't happen last night two tough beats very tough beats we'll get to that next opposite picks right here sports good radio on Series 6 at 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game of the year. <laughs> you got to be kidding me, brother. Uh, Root Sports Northwest and Bally Sports South with the calls there. Braves win, but the Yankees lose. So we'll have to take one out of two as a Red Sox fan. Welcome back. Opposite picks right here on Sports Grid Radio. Uh, Sirius XM 159-844-843-6879. We'll hit the phones here in a little bit. Uh, tough day at the office yesterday. Uh, you know, it's amazing. Every single time you have a good day, there's always a bad day lurking behind just to make sure that the boys in Vegas team you who's right and who's wrong, right? Had a tremendous day uh, Monday uh, with uh, the props, with our strikeout props, and then hitting uh, all the other games that we played, right? Last night, man, and the the lineup looked so good. It looked so, so good. I really thought we were going to have a bunch of winners yesterday, but in the end, we ended up going two and four with our strikeouts. Yeah, uh, not good. We hit with Carrasco for the Mets, five and a half. We hit with uh, Caprillion for the A's against the Angels at four and a half. But uh, Rich Hill against the Braves, no strikeouts. His number was only three and a half. He stinks. Uh, our little hunch play on Tommy Henry at four and a half for Arizona, making just his second start. But so much for that little streak there of 10 straight left-handed starters uh, getting their strikeout total against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. Sure. Up in smoke last night. That was a loser. Oh, Joe, well, Otani didn't even come close. I knew it. You know, I knew the discrepancy wasn't much, but I've told you this before. There's a site that I look at that 
is always, not always, but is off every once in a while on some lines. And I'm telling you, 90% of the time when it's off, it's off the right way. Like Otani. FanDuel had Otani yesterday, eight and a half strikeouts. Plus odds, plus 105 early in the morning. And this site that I look at it for comparison's sake, you know, it's always good to shop around, had it at eight strikeouts, but minus 115. So it wasn't all that much, you know. You can either lay odds at minus 115 or get odds at eight and a half. So I really didn't think too, too, too much of it. But then later on in the day, I saw Otani on FanDuel was eight and a half plus 120. And I'm like, uh-oh. Plus one, it's going up. It's going in the wrong direction, meaning it's it's closer to going to eight than it is going to eight and a half or nine with the, with this other site. I'm like, nah, it's Otani. It's the A's that they stink. He had seven strikeouts last time. No way, this guy's not going to have to, you know at least eight, uh, nine strikeouts, right? Let alone the ten or eleven we were hoping for. Yeah, he ends up with five last night. Ninety-one pitches. Five stinking strikeouts. Pitched well. Allowed just four hits. No runs. Uh, no real reason to take him out of the game after 91, but that's generally how much he gets between 90 and 100. And I, I don't know how they knew that he wasn't going to have a big strikeout game, but uh, he didn't have a big strikeout game. So that was a loser. And then the one that really, really you know ticks me off the most, to tell you the truth, is good old Joe Ryan for the uh, Minnesota Twinkies. His number was four and a half, but he was facing the Dodgers, and he was facing Joey Gallo, who they acquired from the Stankies uh, over the weekend, right? And Joey Gallo, in 10 at-bats for the Dodgers, has six strikeouts heading into last night's game. So I'm thinking we're getting at least one for sure, and probably two strikeouts out of Gallo. Out of the four and a half to five that we need, in essence, we're getting two basically from one guy. I mean, there's no way this guy's not going to get five strikeouts. We played him in the adjusted lines, you know, the six and the seven, put it in our parlay. Eh, he ends up with freaking four. He didn't strike out Gallo one time. Gallo ended up striking out twice, but against uh, the relievers that came in afterwards. Unbelievable. He actually got a base hit. Uh, scored a run, did Gallo. One for four with his two strikeouts. Man, that, that's the one because that was a good... I'll accept losses. It is what it is. comes with the territory. But when you have like a good real read and a good system, it's like, you know what? They're not they're not compensating for Joey Gallo. He's a strikeout machine. Uh, even, even again, last night, you know, four bats, he struck out twice. I mean, he, he's in the lineup. You know you're going to get an extra strikeout or two. I mean, when, when you only need five, I mean, you only need three more strikeouts. I mean, there's no way this guy's not going to get five. You love me. You, know, you triple your bet. And he ends up with four. Man, that pisses me off. So we went two and four last night, and we, uh, you know, we tried a little Ryan Otani parlay. You know, the ten dollar goofer parlay that we do that didn't work out either. So uh, back to the drawing board today. Here's the problem today. Problem today, they, they're getting a little wiser. You know, every once in a while they'll throw us a bone and they'll give us numbers that are really advantageous. Today, eh, not not so. How so, Scott? Well. Our philosophy is we go against the three worst strikeout teams. That's where we start, right? The worst strikeout teams, Angels, Braves, Pirates, by far. Those are the three that kind of separate themselves from everybody else. 
All right, who's going for for the uh, you know who's facing the Angels? Paul Blackburn. All right, Paul Blackburn's number this afternoon uh, four and a half. Not bad, right? Five strikeouts. Uh, he's four and eight as far as getting five strikeouts. His last twelve starts, only four times. That's okay. Uh, how about the Braves? Who's pitching for the Red Sox? Uh, Nick Pavetta. His strikeout total for today, six and a half. All right, how many times has he had seven strikeouts over the last couple of months? Five, four, three, two, one. How does zero sound? Zero. Oh, and eight. He hasn't had seven strikeouts in his last eight starts. Yikes. All right, how about Pittsburgh? Uh, who's going for Arizona? Madison Bumgarner. All right, there you go. That's that's a strikeout guy. What's his total? Five and a half. Wow, six strikeouts? You get six strikeouts, right? How many times has Madison Bumgarner had six strikeouts over the last couple of months? Five? Four? Three? Two? That is one sound. One time in his last 11 starts has Bumgarner had six strikeouts. Wow. So our top three plays go against teams that we always use, right? Angels, Braves, Pirates. The the A's pitcher against the Angels is 4-8. The Red Sox pitcher against the Braves is 0-8. And the Diamondbacks pitcher against uh, the uh, Pirates is 1-10. That is 5 and 26 if you go by the FanDuel numbers. Normally, I tell you, you know what? Two things. One, just automatically bet it. Uh, and then two, I tell you, bet it early because these lines change, and nine times out of ten, they change in the wrong direction. I would hold off today. I, I would. I, I, I can't bet something that Nick Pavetta for the Red Sox hasn't had seven strikeouts in his last eight starts. I don't care how much, you know, how bad the Braves are. I mean, if he's 0 for 8, he's 0 for 8. Bumgarner hasn't had six strikeouts one time in his last 11 starts. That's two. That's nearly three months of baseball. As bad as Arizona is, I, I can't do that. Blackburn, you know, maybe. You know, four and eight's not as bad as 0 and eight and one and ten, but those are the numbers that we're getting today with FanDuel. Now, I did get two guys. I've isolated two that we have in our favor. I'll let you know who those guys are when we come back. Opposite picks right here, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel One Five Nine. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. Uh, first up, the Bears uh, GM Eberflus with the the request from Roquan Smith to be traded. Uh, I kind of like the attitude. It is, you know, it is what it is. You just deal with it. You know, it's it's part of the business. It's part of the the, the year. Uh, we talked about this yesterday, right? You know, this is the time of the year where all these guys want their new contracts, and they want their new deals, and they want to be traded. They want this. They want that. Um, you know, it's it just it just kind of comes with the territory. You know what? 
He's under contract for one more year. We could trade him if we want to, or we could uh, you know, let him play out this contract. And they could franchise him next year if they really wanted to do that. I mean, the player, the, the Players Association, the NFL, well, what a bunch of bozos. Uh, they are by far the dumbest. There, there's just no two ways about it. This poor guy wants to get top dollar. Um, you know, 31 out of the other 32 teams probably would sign him to a monster deal, but he happens to be on the one team that won't. And they could lock him up literally for two more years, uh, realistically, without necessarily having to guarantee him, you know, a, a $75, $80 million uh, contract. So that that's the deal that you signed into NFL players. So uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. And then Ron Rivera, head coach of the uh, Commanders. They let go defensive line coach Sam Mills, whose father was just inducted into the Hall of Fame. That, that, that's his son, uh, you know. Uh, on, on over the weekend. And I, I got to tell you, you know, we like to say this all the time here and on the podcast and stuff. There, there is more to that story than meets the eye. You don't a week into training camp fire an assistant coach. I'm sorry, especially when he was in, you know, in Canton, you know, honoring his dad. I mean, there is something must have happened. Listen, that organization, uh, I wouldn't put anything past them on what could have been said or done or insinuated. Who knows? But Ron Rivera doesn't roll out of bed, you know, Monday morning and say, you know, I think I'm going to fire my defensive line coach today. You know, it, it just, this is where we need these so-called great insiders, you know, that have all the scoops, you know, to come up with the real story. Let, let, let's see, if, you know, it's funny. All these dopey organizations are sending out stories that uh, Mekhi Becton is out likely for the rest of the season, right? The New York Jets offensive lineman. Meanwhile, when you go to the Jets press conference, there you have the head coach saying, yeah, he's probably done for the rest of the season. So all these guys are taking credit like they have some great inside source with the doctors or secretaries or something. Meanwhile, the head coach is telling the media, yeah, he's likely done for the rest of the season. That's their so-called source. What a bunch of bozos these guys are. Really, none of them know anything outside agents tell them. I just love that. I, I saw, you know, uh, Rappaport. You know, I, I like to pick on him. Poor guy. Um, you know, Rappaport says that Mekhi Becton is likely out for the year. I'm like, okay, you know, it's a pretty good scoop, a pretty good story. Okay, I mean, it appears that way. You never know the way he went down, but okay. And then I start listening to the press conference of head coach Robert Salah, and he's asked, you know, what do you think? Is he done for the year? And then Salah says, yeah, he's more than likely probably done for the year. You know, that's his big source, the head coach telling the media. Uh, brother. So let's see if they can come up with the real answer on why Sam Mills was fired, because you just don't get fired the first week of training camp, like I said, as, a, as an assistant coach. Uh, crazy. Uh, speaking of contracts and everything else, how about the Sean McVay gets a new extension from the Rams? One more reason to go against the Rams this year. Why? Well, funny how this thing works, right? Uh, good old Sean is insinuating about, eh, you know, he doesn't really have it anymore, and I'm thinking about retiring, and then a couple of the TV networks go after him. You know, here he is one week uh, thinking about retiring, and the next week he gets a contract extension. Funny how that works, huh? But you now have McVay getting a contract extension. 
You have the GM Les Snead up for getting a contract extension. You have Matthew Stafford getting a contract extension. You have Cooper Cup getting a contract extension. And you have Aaron Donald getting a contract extension. I don't know if you can come up with five other more important pieces to the Rams' success than those five. And they all got fat contract extensions. Why go against them? Nah. You get a little lazy when you get that fat contract. And when you have not one, not two, not three, not four, but five key pieces getting deals, you just, you know, if you're Sean McVay, you know, do you stay up late, late, late at night doing those game films when you already got yourself a Super Bowl and you got yourself a fat new five-year guaranteed, probably $15 million a year deal? Eh, maybe not. I got a beautiful wife here. You know what? Nice home. I think I'm going to sit around and just watch a little opposite picture. Uh, instead on in-game live you know less needy if you're the gm you know you're gonna stay up and watch game film of other teams so you can get a deal you know idea about players you might be trading for or signing i don't think so i got myself a new fat contract stafford and cup and donald the same thing you watch. I don't know who's going to win that division because I think that division's going to suck. I mean, and most people think it's going to be great, but um, I, I would be staying away. I, I really would. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. And then uh, I see Beast Mode got, uh, by the way, uh, picked up for a DWI. Yeah, that's nice. That's that's real nice. One of our uh, listeners tweeted in last night, Scott. You gave two predictions for attendance for the Oakland Coliseum. First, you said uh, ten grand for the uh, Oakland uh, Angels game. And then you said uh, 8,500 actual attendance, 9,351, right in between your two predictions. Damn. I'm good. What can I tell you? I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. We figured, or I figured anyway. Uh, 844-843-6879. Dom in East Rochester starts us off today. What's going on, Dom? How are you today? Good, Scotty. How are you today? Not bad. What's on your mind? Listen, I got... You know I got some baseball, but I missed the beginning. What did Goodell say now? He said that uh, Deshaun Watson's transgressions were worthy of being a year-long suspension. He didn't say what they were, but he said that he thought he deserved a year because he was coming on to these women a little too strongly. And how about Jerry Jones and Kraft discretions? How about those? Yeah. I know. And how about but, uh, listen, Big Ben? Those are players, though. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, Ben, 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 you got something. Ben, you got yeah, something. But he wasn't ben? commissioner. Yeah, he yeah, wasn't well, commissioner. Course, but right. I agree and with you. Know you. I do agree Scotty, with you. Again, again I, you know, Marty gets on me. I'm defending a scumbag. You know, I'm not defending him. It's just the process. The grand jury can't find anything. But and for nothing else, Scotty, with the delay, both as a, a Browns fan or any fan, you're running a gambling show. You know, how about the gamblers? How about guys yes. that want to bet overs and over and unders, and you know, they they don't know whether to count Cleveland as a win or a loss. I don't mean betting well, on I'll, Cleveland. I'll go I mean one further. I'll go one further, Dom, and I'm serious about this. Clearly, clearly the NFL is pissed off at the Browns, right? I, I mean, if, if they weren't, they would just let this be a six-game suspension. I wonder if Browns games are going to be officiated on the up and up. You know, if, if And I don't doubt for a second that 
they probably think that this is going to come back and be a six-game suspension at, even after this appeal. But they're probably saying, let's appeal. Let's keep the option open for this thing being, you know, the suspension being longer. This way, the Browns don't know who their quarterback is going to be after the first six weeks. Just throw a little another wrinkle into the Browns' plans because they hate the Browns that much. And then when it is only a six-game suspension, I just wonder, you know, when the league doesn't want you to win – Boy, I tell you what, it's going to be hard for them to win these games. I'm just, I, I, you know, I'd want to see the first few Browns games before I put any money on them because I got a feeling all the calls are going to go against Cleveland, oddly enough. To my baseball as long as I open this door. But, you know, I hate to say you're right, but, of course, you're right on that. But, you know, when you say they hate the Browns, in other words, they hate the owner. They hate yeah, the owner. Yeah. And really... Really, with the other owners not speaking up, okay, that means that they want to get rid of this owner. They want to get rid of this guy, and they have their ways of getting rid of people, as you know, and, and, and it'll happen. It'll, it'll happen. Somehow, it'll happen. But, you know, with what they're doing as a fan, and you know I've been a fan for 70 years, this is really crap. I, I don't know how else to say it. It just is that what, what yeah. they're doing. And, and for nothing else, Scotty, the Browns had a window here. Got the best running game in, in, in the NFL. The defense much improved. You know, they had a window here. And, and, and clearly, as you said, Goodell and the NFL do not want that window to open any further. And that's the way it is. I'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. You got it, Dom. Appreciate it. Yeah, listen, it's it's not uh, again, it's not defending Deshaun. It's just defending the system. And the system says, okay, he wasn't arrested, wasn't indicted. Uh, you know, they settled most of his uh, lawsuits. Uh, you know, but the NFL is going to come in and say that's not enough. Does seem kind of weird, but I, I'd be leery of betting Browns games. Huh? You know, nothing for nothing. But when a league doesn't want you to win. I don't know about that. All right, opposite picks coming up, and then more phone calls. So stay on the line if you're there. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. SLLs know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks and newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. A little two and five yesterday as uh, we drop our numbers to 298 up uh, and only uh, 356 down. So we got to make some uh, money here. We got to get back on the winning side of things. Got a seven pack of games, six baseball, one WNBA. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Tampa Bay plus 130 at Milwaukee. What's happened to the Brewers? Yeah, they did win last night, but they're still only two and five their last seven. They fall behind the Red Hot Cardinals in the NL Central. Tampa Bay can't afford to lose some of these games. They've been in a little bit of a slump themselves, but you know what? Uh, on the road, getaway dead 
There's going to be about five people in Milwaukee at this game. You want to give me plus 130 with Tampa Bay against a slumping Brewers team that just lost, oh, by the way, two of three to Cincinnati at home? Love Tampa Bay getting odds. Uh, give me the Brewers minus the 150. Uh, pick number two, Cubbies laid a buck seventy-five versus Washington. Nats do send their best pitcher to the hill uh, in gray, but it's pretty sad when your best pitcher is seven and eight with an ERA close to four. Keep betting against the last place Nationals, who are only three and ten, even with last night's win in their last thirteen games. They get the worst record in baseball. Love, 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 love the Cubs at home here. Uh, give me uh, Washington plus the one fifty. Pick number three, Oakland uh, against the L.A. Angels. Otani is not on the hill for the Angels, uh, so that means we have to bet the Oakland A's. Uh, why? Because you know what? Uh, they have their ace, Paul Blackburn, on the hill, and uh, the Angels have 10 wins over the last two months without Otani on the hill. 10. <laughs> Love Oakland here. Uh, give me the uh, Angels uh, plus the 110. Pick number four, Yankees and Seattle. What's the line on that one? We got to update that. Uh, Yankees are going to be favored minus 120 against Robbie Ray and the Mariners. How about that? You know, Seattle, even with the win last night, only 12 and 15 against the big boys in baseball, Yankees, Astros, and Mets. They haven't played the Dodgers. 12 and 15. They're 11 games over 500 against anybody, everybody else. And now they throw a lefty out there. Yankees have one of the best records in baseball against left-handed starting pitching. Love the Yankees here at Pick'em. Uh, give me, uh, give me Seattle uh, at even. Pick number five, Miami plus 110 in Philadelphia. You know, the Marlins are turning into the Angels. Bet only the Angels when Otani's pitching and bet uh, only the Marlins when Sandy Alcantara is pitching. Well, he's pitching here tonight against newly acquired Noah Syndergaard, who got torched in his first Philly start. He got torched with the Angels. He got torched with the Mets. He's no good anymore. You know what? He's so overrated. It's not even funny. And now I got Otani, maybe the best pitcher in the National League on the hill, and I'm getting odds again. Uh, give me the Phillies minus the 130. Pick number six, uh, Baltimore getting odds against Toronto. I, I keep on saying this, plus 120. I, I don't know what the Orioles have to do to get any love with the boys in Vegas, but all they do is win. One again last night, 12 games over 500 at home this year, six games over 500 overall. Toronto, meanwhile, slumping under 500 on the road. Uh, they lost with their ace, uh, Manoa, last, uh, Manoa, last night. I, Baltimore continues to get odds. I mean, how can't you bet Baltimore here? Uh, give me Toronto minus the 140. Pick number seven, Houston laying a run and a half minus 140 versus Texas. Simple, folks. Justin Verlander's on the hill. He's 15-3 and three this year, including 7-1 and one at home. His ERA is 1.73. If that's not good enough for you, how about the fact that Glenn Otto starts for the Rangers? Rangers have lost his last eight starts. Everything points to Houston. Uh, give me a text. Opposite picks. Uh, the Rangers, plus a run and a half, plus 130 against Houston. Uh, Toronto, minus 140 against Baltimore. Phillies, minus 130 against uh, the Miami Marlins and, and uh, Alcantara. Uh, the Mariners, even against the Stankies. The Angels, plus 110 against Oakland, despite the A's uh, having Blackburn on the hill and Otani not 
pitching for the Angels. We'll take the Nationals plus a run and a half. Uh, check that, plus 150 against uh, the Cubbies. And uh, we'll grab the Milwaukee Brewers minus the 155 against uh, Tampa Bay. Opposite picks uh, for a uh, Wednesday, August 8th. Good luck, folks. All right, there you go. And we'll put all that stuff uh, into the... Uh, on the website, opspicks.com, uh, as we always do. We'll put the pitching props up there. We'll get to that. We'll go to our pyramid plays as well. A couple of little stories before we are through. But uh, why don't we go right back to the phones. They're lit today. It's a beautiful thing. We'll start with uh, Jerry in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Jerry, uh, welcome to Ops Picks. Hey, Scotty. Good. Good to be on. Long time LL. Look, um, well, I we appreciate that, Jerry. Opposite picks. We just went to your yes. opposite picks. Is it time to throw a... Uh, an opposite pick on our on our pitching strikeouts with our Angels, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh. Do a little flyer on that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I tell you, it, it, I gave you the numbers, right? I mean, yeah. every time Jerry I go under, they, these guys go over. I mean, look, I mean, I don't do it often, and I swear every single time it, they go oh, they go over. So I, I can't bet an under, even though you know uh, the numbers dictate that. I mean, one and ten, zero oh and eight. Um, I'm going to wait till later on this afternoon. Hopefully the, especially Pavetta at six and a half plus one thirty. that that's on the verge of going to five and a half. Uh, maybe these yeah. numbers will come yeah. down a little bit, but, um, yeah, those, those, those are tough. They're making it tough for you today. They really are. You know, I, I do have two guys here real quickly for you. Brandon Woodruff, seven and a half against Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay has the fourth most strikeouts in baseball. He's hit that number eight, five of his last seven. And then Jose Barrios, his number is four and a half against the Orioles, who have the fifth most strikeouts in all the baseball. And he's had five strikeouts or more, five of his last six. So Woodruff and Barrios, the numbers are in our favor, but the other guys clearly are not. All right. Sounds good, Scotty. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, Jerry. Appreciate the phone call, man. Anytime. All right. Uh, 844-843-6879. Johnny in uh, Manhattan joins us on this uh, Monday uh, morning. What's going on, John? Or Monday morning. What are we Scott, saying? How are you doing morning. today? <laughs> Good, John. How are you? Good. The uh, Marlins Phillies game. The Marlin guy is uh, he hit a solo shot. The only run for the Marlins was a home run into right field, uh, and his girlfriend's from Philly, and so basically she caught the ball, or her father caught the ball, or something like that. So that was kind of a cute moment. I did say, you know, I didn't read that story, but I, I saw the headline of it where the guy was like, they were going to pay for the baseball or something goofy like that. I, I didn't read it fully, but I did see that. Uh, that's kind of nice. Yeah, I think maybe they coughed up some cash, and um, but they eventually got the ball. Scott, you glossed over the uh, the base running miscues by the Yankees. You know. Those miscues were in the 10th inning, the 11th inning, and the 12th yeah. inning, Scott. So uh, it really was a painful loss. It was actually, oddly, a pretty good game. They said that it's the longest scoreless game in, uh, since baseball gave that goofy uh, thing to put the runner on second and extra innings. Um, we've lost six out of seven. Your Red Sox have lost five out of six, Scott. Um, we're both, uh, if you want to crush my Yankees, go ahead. I'll hang up and listen. We're, let's just say we're underachieving. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Yeah, uh, listen, the Red Sox are done. I'm willing to admit that they're done. They, they just, you know, the pitching staff. It was a minor miracle that they were performing as well as they had with that pitching staff. But, but, but they're done. But the Yankees, that that's, you know, your disappointment has got to be stronger than the one it is for the Red Sox. So, yeah, it's amazing. They had the tenth inning, eleventh inning, and twelfth inning. Both teams, obviously, 
starting their innings with a runner on base and not scoring. How did Seattle, you know, I left the studio, and it was in the 10th inning, I think it was, um, knowing that the Yankees didn't score, and knowing they started the bottom of the 10th, 11th, and 12th with a runner on second base, I mean, how did they not score? How did they not bunk the runner over, squeeze him, sack fly, whatever? I mean, that's amazing to me. Remarkable. TK down in Florida. What's going on, TK? System parlay, if there's such a thing, that is coming 50% of the time yeah. since August about 1st. That, huh? Get a load of this. Get a load of this. Anti-Nationals, anti-Detroit, pro-Dodgers, laying the run and a half. The three Ooh. that we always talk about. Since August 1st, Scotty, check my work. It is four right. and four. And, oh, by the way, it's on a zigzag system. August 1st, winner. The very next night, loser. The next night after that, winner and so forth. Well, guess where we are right now? Last night, it was a loser. Today, all three teams are in play, buddy. It is set up for yeah. a winner. Take a look. Well, I mentioned four this. And four. It's I the mentioned- craziest thing. I mentioned this yesterday, TK. I don't know if you were listening, but you know I was on vacation, as you know, last week, and oh, yeah. the pro yeah. Dodgers anti nationals play I came know. in six out of the nine days I was gone. You, you know, I'm I'm here. We played all Scotty. time. I, I, yeah, I, it's amazing. Yep. <laughs> uh, Scotty, I benefited from it. I played it while you were gone. I said the second this bastard gets back on the air, I know this thing is going to blow up. Ah, good God. Yeah. But, hey, no, seriously, this three-team parlay, anti-Detroit, so you'd be, you know, Cleveland minus a run and a half, right. Cubs laying a run and a half, and Dodgers laying uh, a run and a half, has come in since August 1st four times, and it's only lost four. I mean, and it's due today to be a winner. I, I, hey, crazier things have happened. There's a trend there. I'm playing it. What the heck? Hey, real quickly, I know you're up against it. This whole Dolphins-Tom yeah. Brady tampering thing. Uh, listen, our, our organization's a joke. We know that. We lost a first-round draft pick, so now we are only holding on to San Francisco's first-rounder next year. we got to hope Trey Lance stinks it up so we can crack the top ten. But riddle me this. Doesn't it take two to tango? How does Tom Brady uh, – didn't he tamper with the Dolphins as well uh. under contract? How does he escape without any kind of repercussions, any kind of suspension, any kind of, any kind of fine? Scotty, I'll hang up and listen, brother. That you know what TK? That's I didn't think about that, but that is a great point because it wasn't once; it was twice. You know, if they they just approach him when he's with New England, uh, you know, maybe Brady's like, oh, okay, but you know, listen, no, I'm with the Patriots or whatever. No, you know, but they did that, and then they approached him again this past off season when he's still with Tampa Bay. So Brady clearly listened the second time as probably as well as the first time. You know, I didn't think about that, but that is a great point. How does Tom Brady not get off on that? As a player, are you allowed to talk to other teams, but the teams aren't allowed to talk to you? I mean, you talk about a one-way conversation. You know, I'm talking with my wife here. I mean, if if, if if the Dolphins are having a conversation with Brady, then Brady's got to be there, right? He's got to be listening. It's, so it's like eight men right? You know, with the poor third baseman there, what's his face? You took part in the meetings, whether you took any money or not, you know, Brady, you know, you took part in the meetings. He, that's, that's good. That's a good point. He really should have got whacked, right? Three, four games. God forbid, God forbid they would have suspended Tom Brady. 
And when you get whacked the first and the third rounder, they lost as well. That means that, the you know, it was severe. This was not just calling them up saying, hey, are you interested? Yeah, good point. No, they won't do that to Brady. Definitely not. All right, we'll have our uh, Pro Dodgers Anti-Nationals parlay. We'll talk about that when we come back to their open parlays, underdog parlays, all coming up, and our strikeout plays for later on today right here. Ops Pick Sportsman Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, here we go. A couple things here before we uh, close up shop. First up are uh, parlays that we like to play every single day. Now, if you listen to TK, uh, I will tell you the odds do jump. But if you just do our normal Dodgers lane to run and a half, you're getting plus 120 uh, tonight against the Twinkies. And you take the Cubs lane to run and a half against uh, since against uh, Washington, you're getting plus 116. So $100 parlay will pay you 375 If you throw in the anti-Tigers that TK was making, mentioning then that brings that all the way up to plus 807 eight to one maybe uh maybe maybe the dabble like a half a unit on the first one then a half a unit on the second one maybe or just say yeah what the fudge double down why not but uh there you go so we got to go with that we'll go with the we'll, officially for us we'll just do dodgers and uh, and anti-nationals for plus uh, 375 our open parlay yesterday uh we lost with the cubs i knew it i knew it i knew it I wanted to put the Mets in. I really did. The Mets were the lock last night with Mike Miner on the hill. There's no freaking way they were losing to the Reds. And I I got just, that was just a stupid move. So that was leg number five, too. Man, we were one shot, two shots away. So we got to start all over again. So tonight we're going to go Astros with Verlander on the hill, lay a run and a half. Um, yeah, minus 142. We're going to win 70 bucks. 100 hours on that will win us $70. Start fresh. And then our underdog open parlay. I should have just, again, another stupid mistake. You do this after 30 years of gambling. You know, why not just keep betting Baltimore? In Baltimore, we talk about Cinderella team, Cinderella team, right? We took San Fran, they lose, so we got to start from scratch again. So Baltimore tonight, plus the 120, 25 bucks, quarter of a unit, we're going to win the $30. And then our pitching props, I'm going to go conservative. I'm not going to play the normal ones. I know we're going to kick myself, but I'll take Barrios uh, that we had mentioned and uh, also Brandon Woodruff. So those are the only two. We'll stay away from the anti-LA Angels, Braves, and Arizona ones. The numbers are just too, too high. Uh, you know, we'll play Blackburn this afternoon. Why not? Blackburn, Barrios, Woodruff. Good luck, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The winning edge is.